Hello, and welcome to JK It's Magic, a bi-weekly podcast in which two bookish besties read YA fantasy through a critical lens. Why? Because critique is our fangirl love language, and because talking about books is pretty magical. I'm Jesse, And I'm Kelly. And today, in the second part of our interview episodes, I am going to be interviewing Kelly. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> ready for some tough questions? Yes. All right, Kelly. Hard questions first. What's your sign? I am a Gemini sun, Gemini moon, and Libra rising. So all the air signs. What does that mean? What, the Gemini stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, so Gemini is ruled by Mercury, and so that it's a lot about communication and thinking and curiosity and making connections and... Never necessarily being able to sit still intellectually, which I hardcore identify with. That is so me. I read like five books at a time and for fun, in addition to all of the books I'm reading for my research, I identify very much so with all of my mutable air signs. It does sound like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us about your fur babies. I have two fur babies. They are two dogs, two pitties. One is named Starbuck and one is named Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. Hey, friends, if you're out there on the internet and you knew that reference, let us know. <laughs> um, what else? They're so snuggly. Starbuck is, um, we adopted her when she was really little and... She's so independent and well-adjusted and funny, and she's half German Shepherd, half Pitbull, we think. We don't really know. She's a rescue. so She have, does look like it. Yeah. She's kind of like, she'll squeak at things. She gets very upset when she can't say hello to dogs. And I don't know. What else? Oh, she's so wiggly. It's so cute whenever you come home, and she's just so wiggly and happy to see you. And then Hilo we adopted about a year ago. He's... um a full pit and they he was rescued found as a stray when he was two-ish they think so he was just wandering around the city and then he had to get some surgery and he's a little bit more he's got some anxiety we're on the same antidepressants me and my dog I think that's like a if that doesn't capture our current late capitalist moment I don't know what else does (laughs) (laughs) And he's such a snuggle bug, I think, because he's making up for lost time. He'll just curl up in your lap and be there forever. And he, like, sleeps in my arms. They are such sweet dogs. Both very sweet. And when I'm over, at least, very well behaved. (laughs) We had to train them. As soon as we got the second one, we were like, well, we got to. Because sometimes you're walking with, like, one person and two dogs. And you're like, no, got to. Do they get along well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. Hilo doesn't really want to play, and Starbuck does, even though she's older than him by a few years. She's almost twice his age, and he she's way more playful than him, and he just wants to snuggle and sleep and be a lump on the couch. <laughs> He's also kind of like a cat. Hilo. Yeah. He yeah. likes to perch on top of the couch. Or sit at your feet while you're baking. Yep. And that stare was the at sweetest you. sweetest thing. So cute. What three things would you want with you if you were stranded on a desert island? Is this desert island deserted? Yes. 
Can I pick more fun things than you did? <laughs> of course you can. They're your three things. I'm going to pick extra things. We're just going to pretend that I have all of my survival needs accounted for. Okay. okay. So I would bring... Oh, I don't even know. This is hard. It is hard. I don't know why I said desert island instead of deserted island. I don't either. Because now it's like, wait, are there no trees <laughs> or shade or anything? We're going to pretend that that's all taken care of. Okay. I don't know. Some sort of enormous anthology. Some sort of book. I'd have to bring a book to read. I would be so bored otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you Um, are trying to survive. I don't know how much time you'll have to read. I thought we said survival was taken care of. It's basically what three things would I bring with (laughs) me on a beach vacation. Okay. Okay. Books. um, Music. And sunscreen. (laughs) yes i am so white and need so much sunscreen that's what i would bring who is your favorite band or artist i don't think i can pick one i would say i love fallout boy and panic at the disco and i'm really digging some french electropop lately like stromae and christine and the queens and what else churches like hosier i can sometimes i like a few of those bops that are you know like justin bieber or stuff like that i like halsey rita ora classical music i listen to a lot of classical music actually what have been like some of your favorite concerts to go to i've seen fall out boy several times i loved those concerts i've um, I saw Panic at the Disco for the first album and the arena, the most recent tour, which was oh. cool. Um, the format was really good. Back before fun was a thing. Um, oh, one of the best concerts I ever went to. I remember this. I was a senior in high school and I saw Matt Nathanson at the Fox in Boulder. And it was, quote, before he got that big. <laughs> Before he got super famous, well, he was like opening for people. I don't, you don't listen to pop music, so like, I'm this is you're not gonna know. I have no idea. He's like singer songwriter, okay. like kind of folksy rock pop stuff. But he's got a really nice voice, and he's so funny. It was one of those where it wasn't just like a super curated show, start to finish. They were like there were fun ad libbed parts, and there was really good audience interaction and. Rather than it just being like super polished, we've done this routine 20,000 times, start, finish, high Denver, you know, that sort of thing. That was probably the best concert I've been to. What TV show is your go-to recommendation right now? Well, you know right now I'm all up in the Game of Thrones land because it's ending. Yeah. But would you recommend it to someone? What would you recommend to someone who's already watched Game of Thrones? What would I recommend? Hmm. I love Battlestar Galactica. I love it. I mean, I'm a sci-fi nerd. That's like what I study with my research. But I just think it's such a great exploration of what it means to be human. And the acting is really interesting. It's really good. Um, there's a lot of really awesome characters. What else? I've been enjoying... Oh, I love The West Wing. Also, 
<laughs> I love the West Wing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. I've never seen it. Or Battlestar Galactica. <sighs> I listen to your TV recommendations. That's true, but mine are current. A few <laughs> things that are on right now. Okay, I see <laughs> what you're doing. I did watch Killing Eve and I tried. Oh yeah, that's definitely one of my go-to recommendations too. Killing Eve. Yeah. What are your favorite hobbies other than reading? Well, besides reading. And I... not school related. <laughs> not school related. It not can't s- be research or no. teaching. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say I... Over the past, I think it was about a year ago, I started reading tarot for myself, and I love doing that. I've learned so much about the cards and about magic and about myself, and so I love tarot. Um, I also love knitting, something we randomly had in common. Yes. I snuggle my dogs. Does that count as a hobby? I pretty much make it a hobby. I'm that good at it. Yeah. I also enjoy baking and hanging out with you yeah (laughs) podcasting is so fun (laughs) um what is your favorite thing to bake or cook every christmas i make cinnamon bread which is a recipe that my uncle started making a long time ago and then he passed away and so then i started doing the tradition and so then he or then i um so I'll make like 20 loaves a year and send them to people. And that's kind of like my go-to. That's one of my favorite things to bake. What's in this bread? It's cinnamon bread. It's an enriched dough. Okay. Yeah. With cinnamon sugar. It's delicious. What is your biggest pet peeve? I don't know this about you. Do I know this about me? <laughs> We're about to see. I would say Ignorance. But this probably doesn't surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 0% surprised. Yeah, Uh, That really bothers me. Or like when people can't see the nuance in things, which is funny, though, that you're so black and white. But when I talk nuance to you, you get you're like on my level. So it's fine. I understand nuance. I'm just for some things. I'm like, no, it's just wrong. It's not how you default. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's not. And I always default. I usually default to like, yes, but. And that might be just like the annoying PhD training. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say another one of my pet peeves is people who don't know how to have a conversation and share it equally. (laughs) Because I've been in a lot of relationships where I get talked at and I am a warm body for other people to talk at. And I'm like good at giving advice and people have said that to me a lot and I don't know so but sometimes it doesn't feel because I don't present confused that I don't like need as much of the airtime. And that's not true. I love having a relationship where things are equal, hence my Libra rising. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I would want to fly, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Why? I don't know. I think it'd be really fun. Okay. Don't you think it'd be cold? Don't you get cold easily? Well, (laughs) I would obviously have a cool suit. (laughs) Kelly's just flying around her superhero suit. Exactly. Do you need to be invisible too? I am Iron Man. No, um, <laughs> I don't think I need to be invisible. Okay. Wait, can you fly without a suit or do you need the fl- suit to fly? I would definitely fly without the suit. Okay. I would maybe, I also think it would be really cool to be Doctor Who and have a TARDIS and time travel. Okay. I respect that. Or just be a witch in general. Yeah. 
Like, but I guess that's magic, not superpower. So, well, I don't know. What's the difference? Well, I guess it could de- kind of depends on like the kind of witchcraft. Because when I think of like natural, like what we see in like our actual world witchcraft, it's like really cool and like magical, but it's not like point your finger and make things happen. I know what my superpower would be. Okay. What is it? It would be somehow figuring out how to overthrow capitalism that is a perfect superpower and perfect for you thanks what are some of your flaws (laughs) (laughs) let's see i say yes to too many things (laughs) jesse's just shake she's just nodding her head like "Mm -hmm." what else yeah so i overcommit i say yes to too many things and then Sometimes the expense of my own well-being will follow through. So I guess I would say that's like segues into another one of my flaws where I can be a little, I can be too accommodating for other people. I would say. More so, less so now than that was very much my patterning when I was growing up. What else? Two is a good enough number. You don't have to name more. Okay. (laughs) We We can stay there. It's up to you. I think that that kind of gets to the core of it. Okay. That's a good answer. Sometimes I start too many things, can't finish them, follow through, that sort of business. What book influenced your desire to read why fantasy in your formative years? Well, I'm going to have to say Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Me and everyone else our age, basically. I started reading Harry Potter when I was eight I think and it was just such a big part of my childhood and growing up and then I would also I was like the coolest kid so I would spend my summers listening to the cassette tapes books on tape and knitting and or latch hooking or beading or friendship braceleting alone in my room all summer and I was like happy as a clam who are you giving these friendship bracelets to? no one myself <laughs> <laughs> What other books did you like when you were a kid? I listened to a lot of different books, like audiobooks, and then also I read a lot of I Sharon Creech. Do you remember Sharon Creech? No, like Ruby Holler or Walk to Moons or anything like that. No, you didn't listen. You didn't read those. Oh, I love Tamara Pierce. So the like Alana Song of the Lioness series, and then the Wild Magic ones that come after it. Ah. Oh. Trickster's Choice, Trickster's Queen. Oh my gosh, they're so good. We should read those for the podcast. I've never read Tamara Pierce. Oh, I love that series so much. And then I had it in my head for a time that I needed to read the classics by the Dead White Guys. So like I read Les Mis and I read The Count of Monte Cristo. I don't know why I picked the longest fucking books and was like, I have to read these. Um. I know why. Patriarchy and white supremacy. That's why. But also long books are great, but only when they're good. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. So I I guess I just started reading and didn't stop. What is your favorite YA trope? Book trope. I don't know what yours is. (laughs) I'm not going to say enemies to lovers because that's what you said. Slash like that's a good one, but I don't know if it's my favorite. 
I would say it's probably a person who thinks they're ordinary finding out that they're magical. Maybe that's because, like, it's one of my secret dreams. Makes sense after reading Harry Potter. You also really love a, like, relatable, I'm putting that in quotes, villain. (laughs) Oh, I do love villains. Kelly loves, she's a sucker for a villain backstory. I think we say that every episode when there's a villain backstory. Yeah, I don't know why you like the Darkling so much. I will never understand that. And Bane and like Okay, but all Bane that stuff. is Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh yes. He has pitbulls. He does. He does rescue pitbulls. And bring mm-hmm. them on the red carpet with him. It's real cute. It's adorable. I guess my other I also love um like sort of mentorship storylines. Like teaching, like learning the ways of magic or learning the all of a sudden you're in this new world and you have to learn how it works and like a magical school. Yeah. Well, love that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I'm so good at school. I would be, ki- I would be so good at magic school. Please. You'd be Hermione. I, yeah, I would. Which fictional character would you be besties with? I wrote this question. and I don't really know how to answer it. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this question. <laughs> hmm. Maybe Nikolai. From the Grishaverse. Okay. Or just because he's witty and funny and I would call him on his shit when he was being like a dick. I feel like McGonagall and I would really get along. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't take any shit. Do you have a similar teaching style to McGonagall? That like draconian Potter. Yeah. (laughs) I would... No, I don't think so. I'm more of a casual make jokes but i will like clear my throat oh no i do kind of <laughs> if i see someone on their phone i'll be like <clears throat> like chaos like what are you doing you know and like not make it a thing just be like por favor like for real look at your life look at your choices <laughs> um so i do i guess i do kind of have a no-nonsense way about me in the classroom and in life and in life <laughs> If you could only read one book forever, what book would it be? <laughs> Why did you ask this question? I'm so mad. I think it's fun, like making you choose your favorite kid. It's like you're walking, you're watching me scream. It's like, what? What? Am, not scream. What am I? Squirm. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> you're internally screaming and squirming, squirming at the same time. Internally screaming, outwardly squirming. Mm-hmm. I would read an enormous anthology of science fiction from around the world would be one. And this is so hard. Why would you, you ask didn't this even question? pick a book that exists? Did you pick a book that no, exists? No, I didn't. <laughs> if you could read one book that exists forever, <laughs> what would that book be? Shade. <laughs> Um, call me out. Okay. I would read Teaching to Transgress by Bell Hooks. Okay. What What is that book about? It's about education as the practice of freedom. So like education for liberation, for the movement, for the revolution. Okay. Now a YA book. You just don't like my answers. No, I think they're good. <laughs> but also pick a YA book. <laughs> okay, a YA book. If you had to pick a YA book. 
or like a fantasy book or something yeah mm-hmm do you like doing rereads? That probably no, I hardly oh. ever reread. Maybe that's, that's why hard it, for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Except for Harry Potter, but I don't really want to read that. Be, have that be the only thing I read for the rest of my right. life. Right. I would say a new book every week would be the thing I would read for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Kelly is cheating at her answers right now. Well, the question's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you could have taken it off. The I could have. <laughs> no, we're stuck. We're stuck with it. Um, what were you like as a teen and what kind of books did you like to read? As a teen, I was a l- huge nerd. Everyone will be very unsurprised to know. <laughs> I was still knitting and listening to audiobooks in my summers slash lifeguarding. I guess I was pretty quiet. I had a pretty, um... I'm not going to say diverse because I grew up in like the whitest place with the least class like diversity ever or racial diversity or like of any kind. Um, So like I I guess a pretty varied friend group like I would hang out with a lot of different people. Um, I did some sports, swam, ran. I don't know. I mainly did school and my own thing. I was my own best friend I would say for a lot of my life now you have tons of best friends now I have a lot when did you start speaking Spanish like learning Spanish I started taking kind of informal like how do you tell time what are the colors kind of vocab style learning um in eighth grade and then I started learning in earnest in ninth grade so when I was 14 Kelly's fluent in Spanish for anyone who doesn't who doesn't know it's true Oh, the other part of the question was, what books did I read? Yes, what books did you read as a teen? Um, YA still. Harry Potter rereads, obvi. And by rereads, I mean re-listens. Um, the canon, like that like white head European colonialist canon that they make you read in school. And I would go and my aunt would every birthday take me down to the tattered cover bookstore and let me buy as many books and buy as many books for me as I wanted yeah it was like like super privilege totally but like but also like how many books were you coming home with? oh like 11 okay oh I, I would buy way worse a than lot that. yeah <laughs> there was no Amazon back then so yeah. <laughs> or at least not for me um yeah all sorts of books all all sorts I love Roald Dahl I would read Roald Dahl a lot if you could give your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? It's okay not to just do what other people want you to do. You can go your own way. That's what I would say. What do you think YA is uniquely positioned to do that other genres or types of books are not? That's a good question. I think that YA kind of ironically, I guess, it's like marketed or thought of as something for a specific age group, but actually enjoys a w- audience of a lot of different ages. And so in that way, I think it's actually pretty unique in that it can, I guess, bring people of different generations kind of together and find some common ground in the experiences of the characters in the different books. 
And I also think YA does a really good, like, character arcs in YA are just really, really good. Especially more recently. And I would also say it's just, it's so good at making you feel things. And as someone like that triple air sign who thinks first feels later or feels through thinking, I love that about YA. That's a lot of questions. Thank you for listening to JK It's Magic. We'll be back in two weeks for Akamav. What, what? So excited. Please, please, please rate and review the show. We love to hear from you. So talk to us on Instagram, on Twitter at JKMagicPod, or you can email us at JKMagicPod at gmail.com. JK It's Magic is recorded on land belonging to Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho Native peoples. Until next time, stay magical. Stay magical.